Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's the pit bull to, uh, to start off the... Uh, yes, that little chico pit bull. And let me tell y'all what y'all gonna do right now. Putting it down. Come on. It's time for Talkin' Baseball with the Seattle Times' Ryan Divish. Proudly brought to you by BMW of Bellevue. Drive the ultimate driving machine from the ultimate dealer. BMW of Bellevue. Located on Northrop Way. On Seattle Sports Radio 950. KJR. They play the same open on all the shows. Red one. Yeah. Mr. Worldwide. So he has to sit through that every every time he comes on any show? Yeah. Well, not the whole pit bull thing. That's me. Oh, you put the Pitbull thing. Yes. So the so the other shows, they add different music to it. I'm sure, saying? but they do whatever. What do they yeah. do? Divish, what do they do? Go. Ryan? Uh, they, they don't do, well, some do Pitbull, uh, but some used to do the outfield, your love. That was kind of the, I used to, the walk-in music or the lead-in music I used to ask for, but I don't know. Whatever They, they do whatever they want. I, I just kind of try to make my way through it, but you're... You guys are the most original. I will say this. Slickhawk has the most original entrance of everybody. Can you be called the most original when you do the same thing week after week after week for like five years in a row? Yeah, probably not, but yeah. the most original of the I that kind, I guess. I you try know. to just make your way through it. You present this like it's some sort of a dentist appointment or some sort of thing. What's the problem? I mean, what, what, are, you, no, are you, no, are you being a, are you being dismissive of KJR right now in the in the in the no, fine radio? No, no, Mitch. I, I would you know I I wouldn't say yours is a dentist appointment. When I go on with Chuck Powell or Softy, you know that might be a dentist appointment. Now wait a second. That's wait, exactly wait, wait, wait. what he says about us. When he's on with Chuck Power and you Softy. should have he seen says, the look. When I'm on with Mitch, it's a dentist appointment. No, normally, I send Ryan Divish a text the yeah. night before to remind him of the next day. Yeah. Last night, I was in the press box. So, yeah. just as Ryan's getting up to do whatever, I say, Hey, Ryan. And he just turns his head. He sees me. I said, uh, Tomorrow morning, 8.05. And the look I got really could kill. I, I don't yeah. think he even just he, verbalized. I think he just looked he and doesn't turned away. I think this at all. <laughs> I think Divish, I think the look that you got, you misinterpreted. Yeah. He was, the look was. What is he doing in the press box? That get might him, have been yeah, get, this is a, <laughs> get him out of that's, here. Yeah, For God's sakes, his shirt is too small. Get him out. <laughs> Just get him uh, out. Yeah, it was, well, it was him and Shockey. They were all sitting in the... Shockey in the press oh, box? Yeah, they were everybody. It was a, it was a packed press box. Do I need night. to talk to Adamac and Heavily and talk to them about who they're credentialing to these places? Yeah. I mean, this is ridiculous. I was doing the post-game show. Is a, this is like going to a library and having like a bunch of school kids come in and use it as a playground in the middle of it. This Jeez. is ridiculous. <laughs> Mitch, they let Apker in the press box. I mean, they do the not. Well, Apker sleeps. Was he wearing box. my U.S. Open shirt? <laughs> <laughs> now, Divish has no idea why that's funny, and nobody else does. But it's kind of funny. Uh, all right, so <laughs> he was in the seats, Mitch. Okay, so here's the deal, Ryan. Um, I drove into. The, I went to the game, but I got there after the fourth inning. It's a long story. I won't go through it. But but I had no idea about this rain that came because I was at a, a little league game really close nearby and there was no rain and apparently rain came it so, it made the mound soggy and Felix had his issues and when driving into work this morning 
Slickhawk at 545, this is the kind of journalist he is, comes on the air and says, this is all about the Dancing Grounds crew. <laughs> he thinks that the Dancing Grounds crew, instead of applying whatever this material is to the mound to make it easier on, mm. on Felix, they were dancing instead because they were more concerned with uh, with entertaining the faithful at Safeco Field than actually making the mound more pro- productive for uh, productive for uh, Felix Hernandez. What do you think about this? Uh, I don't know about that, but. It was a little odd. It's something obviously took Felix out of his rhythm, and and it appeared that the mound and the muddiness of the mound and his spikes clogging up with mud kind of got into his rhythm or you know interrupted his focus on the mound because he was messing with it for quite a bit in that third inning. And in the third inning, he started to give up hits and started to walk people. Now, I don't know exactly uh, if that was – what the grounds crew's responsibility is there. I didn't even know they danced at that point because I get up usually in between innings, kind of walk around. Um, What I was kind of curious about was how long it took for the roof to close. It started to rain in the bottom of the third, early in the bottom of the third when Michael Pineda was pitching. And it wasn't a deluge by any means, but it was coming down pretty steadily. And in the roof, you saw it start to move a little bit, and then went back and started to move. And then I'd been told that they've been doing maintenance on the tracks up there. Oh. And so when it usually takes 10 to 15 minutes for it to close, it took longer than about 20, 25 minutes oh. for it to close. And now it, we're it getting kept somewhere. coming down and coming down. Uh-huh. And the mound was wet. I mean, the field of play was wet. And one thing I did notice, too, Tony Randazzo, who was behind the plate and who the Mariners loathe, I mean, you know, they, they feel like this guy's not really a big fan of theirs, asked Felix a couple times to ask if he was okay with the mound because he kept kicking the dirt off. And Felix kind of said, yeah. It looked that way from the press box. Now, I didn't ask Felix, but a pitcher can point to the ump and have the ump come out and look at the mound and then ask the grounds crew to come out and fix it. He never did that. He asked for a, a stick from the dugout to get the mud out because they have that little kind of mat behind the mound that you wipe your shoe on, but it wasn't getting it out. So he got a stick from the dugout to clean the the mud off his spikes, but he never asked for Randazzo to come out and check the mound because he can ask and have Diamond Dry put on there because you feel like you know you're in danger, or if you feel like you're running the risk of getting injured. He never did any of that, and I was surprised. Yeah. And you know when we went and asked everybody post game, not one of those guys said it. I mean, we pressed. McClendon and Felix about the mound being an issue, and neither would would lay blame to that. It was just more of Felix kind of lost it. Now, here's what I I think it affected him. I, I certainly do because he just he was in such a rhythm. He was so good early, but also you want to think that a little bit of mud on the mound isn't going to totally derail mm-hmm. uh, a five-time All Star to the point where. He just loses everything because I think Felix Hernandez is a little mentally tougher than that. Mm. Mm. Had he? Here's a question, a hard-hitting question for you. Ryan Divish of the Seattle Times brought to you by BMW Bellevue. Um, had he called the umpire out and asked for Diamond Dry, I've never heard – I mean, Diamond Dry is being talked about so much today. It's like it's, <laughs> its own – it's got it needs its own show, its own Twitter handle, Diamond Dry, at Diamond Dry. Um, had he asked for somebody to come out and apply Diamond Dry right there in the middle of the inning? You're saying he's allowed to do that, right? 
If yeah. if the guy came out, would he have on his way to the mound, the grounds crew member stopped halfway, put the diamond <laughs> dry down and start and start dancing before well, before he actually got to the mound? Would they have played a number for him to, to do a little ditty on his way out to the mound? Well, it depends on what, what song was playing. I see. You know, that would be part of it. If they, if they got the right jam out there, sometimes you just have to start dancing. I see. Whenever. I, you know, and I, I mean, I, Twitter was just exploding at that point. People were looking to, to fire everybody and, and blaming everybody, you know, and of course me, I have no patience for that, so I was kind of trolling people. And, really? And, oh, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. I'm glad I wasn't on Twitter last night. I mean, you know, like I said, it's, was it a factor? I think it was a factor, but it, should it have led to a seven nothing deficit right. in the span of two innings? Right. I don't think so. Okay, so at the end of the day, and we've been talking about this since Monday, so I guess it's only two days. Uh, what you're saying in microcosm is we're we're getting distracted a little bit by something that wasn't the the most enduring moment of the game last night, which is. Hey, you know, Felix has got to be able to work through that mentally. He's got to he's just got to be able to get through that whether they should have put the stuff on the mound or not. And and really in microcosm, I feel like this is the problem that we have with the Mariners right now. We're looking for things when the obvious is right in front of our nose, which is the bottom four of the lineup, night after night after night after night. We can talk about Felix having a bad night. We can talk about mounds, and we can talk about rain, and we can talk about uh, roofs closing fast and not fast. I keep coming back to every night, Ryan, they put a lineup in with guys hitting 185 in the 6, 7, 8, and 9. Now they're, they're so desperate they're trying Logan Morrison at, at, at the leadoff hitter, hitter. I mean, until some of that changes – None of all – do you agree? None of this, – all this other stuff really doesn't matter. They're not going to win enough games to go to the playoffs if they have the bottom of the order hitting 185 and, and lower. No, you're, you're absolutely correct. They have holes in the bottom of their lineup. And when guys like Cruz or Seager get on, and Seager was on last night a couple different times, you just don't feel like some of these guys are going to drive them in. Um, you know, they are, I want to say, last or second to the last in the league on base percentage. They they don't, uh, the slugging, their batting average with the runners in scoring position is, I think, one of the worst in baseball. Um, and you, you're right. And they, they're striking out just a ton right now. And look, strikeouts are outs. You, you're going to get outs and they're going to strike out. But it's the rest of the time that in between, they're not really driving the ball. I, you're, the left field situation is an absolute disaster right, right now. And, but but, but for my guys, money, Ryan, okay, yeah, left field is a disaster. But you can get through that if left field is the only disaster. The no, problem, you're right. you problem is there are, there are four guys in the lineup every night that can't hit their weight. It's unbelievable. You have, you, right now you have too many holes in your lineup. It's all unproductive, and, and it, it, it's causing strains throughout. There's, there's just innings where – Nothing happens. I mean, they're they're not even they're they're like one two three innings. It's like a break for the pitcher almost. Okay, so and Dick Fain. So Dick Fain says earlier, and maybe half kidding and half serious, he says it's time to just wipe all the guys out. 
Just let's wipe them all out. Get rid of the Weeks. Get rid of the Ackleys. Get rid of all these guys. Willie Bloom. Willie Bloom. All these guys that are in the lineup. And well, Bloom quiz isn't that night after night. Chris Taylor, I guess, 180. All these guys hitting 180. Bring. What, how, we're not going to do worse. If we bring Romero. Bring Jesus Montero. Jones, bring Franklin Gutierrez. Gutierrez bring Jones, them. Just change yeah. them all out. What, I mean, that's drastic. But on some level, it's 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 uh, intelligent on, on, on this at the same time, isn't it? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't. You <laughs> wouldn't think... admit that anything that I say is intelligent. But, but Let's uh, start how there. long? Well, how long do we have? To, how long do we have to watch it? I feel like Lupinella. How long yeah. do we have to watch? How many games do we have to watch? Four and three and four. Ricky, all these guys hitting two ten, one eighty five, one seventy five. How long do we have to watch it? For God's sakes, before they try uh, something new. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I think. Look, they're at fifty games, and that was like Lloyd's magic mark, where he kind of just said, "Look, this is what I know. What I have." Well, if he knows what he has right now, there's some issues. I, I think with some of the guys, and and Weeks and Ruggiano and Ruggiano. platoon guys, their their batting averages are low because they they don't have a ton of playing time either. They don't have a ton of at bats. You know, Ackley. We kind of know what Ackley is right now. I would think. Um, you know, Mike Zanino. He's going. He's striking out at an alarming rate. He's there because of defense. Now, like the guys you want to – that Dick has mentioned. Okay, Stefan Romero hasn't played in nine games because of a hip flexor issue. So he's kind of not really available right now. He's been one of their better hitters. Don't get me wrong. We also saw what Stefan Romero hit like last year at the big league level. But I do think he can play. He can be valuable. But he's not available right now. Kettle Marte broke his thumb yesterday. He is out for six weeks. Is he? I didn't, even know, I didn't even know that. Let me add that to the, the headline. And then the, the real one is Gutierrez, which is, is odd. Like, when Gutierrez got hurt this spring, everybody just, why do they bring him back? Why do they bring him back? Now he's putting up some decent numbers in Tacoma, and everybody's like, you've got to bring him in. Well, that's fine, but here's the stipulation so far with Franklin Gutierrez. They're playing him two to three days in a row, and then he has to have a mandatory rest day so he doesn't break down. He missed three days with a stomach issue uh, where he had stomach issues from the irritable bowel syndrome. He missed eight games when he felt a hamstring cramp in his, his hamstring. And most recently, he scored from first on a double and removed himself from the game because he felt dizzy after scoring from first. He can't play center field any longer. He can barely play left field because he cannot run very well. Ostensibly, he's a DH. So that's what you would bring okay. up, and you're bringing up a guy to put on a 25 man roster. You don't know if he's available. You're poking hole. Uh, you're poking holes in all the guys that they would bring up at AAA. Yeah, and, and that, that, this is the and, problem. But, I, but, I but, like... here, but here's the thing: you're right and you're wrong. Where you're right is, of course, you know there are lots of reasons not to bring up any of these guys. I don't want a guy with a broken thumb up there. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, but at the same time, guys at AAA are at AAA for a reason. They're going to mm-hmm. have holes. So you're left with two choices. Just keep walking down the plank. You know where the where you're ending up when you walk down the plank. You can just continue and just and just give up, throw your hands up and walk down the plank with Ruggiano and Weeks and Ackley and all these guys. Or you could just throw some stuff against the wall and try something new. And I oh, don't no, know. I'm not saying I'm not saying don't make any changes. Don't get me wrong. All those guys, all those guys, you're right. At AAA are flawed, but the big league product is also flawed. I'm not saying make 
make not make changes. But you can't make all of them. You can't okay. dump okay. five guys off okay. your big league roster and bring up five guys because what happens if the five guys you brought bring up from Triple A are are worse? Then you don't have can't be worse. Else. Can't be can't yeah. be worse. They could well, be the well, same. You can. Oh, you can. Believe okay. me. All right. And okay. that's what that's what I'm saying. Okay. You can make changes. You should make changes. Maybe yeah. bring a guy in here, make that adjustment. Bring, but to to do wholesale changes, I think that's not logical. Okay. okay. I mean, it's totally reactionary. You have to know, and and that's, this is what you know. Obviously, I don't know this, but Lloyd McClendon and his staff have to have some knowledge as to whether Weeks or Zanino or Brad Miller or whoever is playing or is coming out of it enough to the point where that's worth keeping them on. Okay. You know, okay. Whether or not, and then, and then there's politics too. In the terms of how it works, you know, McClendon he, he dictates who's plays what that's up there, but Jack Sorensic ultimately determines the roster that Lloyd McClendon has. I mean, Lloyd McClendon doesn't get carte blanche on who's on his team. To I understand. I understand. So, and and it's, and it's part of the visual that I have. I have this visual that I walk around with. This is how, how disturbed of a human being I am. I have this, I have this visual of every night, Lloyd McClendon at about, I don't know, two o'clock in the afternoon. 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, sitting in an office at Safeco Field and looking at the statistics and trying to figure out how to make chicken salad out of this. He, <laughs> and, 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 you know, you got, five, you got four guys who are all hitting about a buck 85. Do I put, and, and all he does is he takes, I said earlier, he takes the ugly vase and he says, okay, maybe I'll put that in the other side of the room. Maybe that'll work. I'll put this ugly vase over. And he keeps just juggling. He's trying to figure out what order to put in where he's got three guys that he knows are going to be in the lineup hitting a buck 85. It's like it's like it's the ultimate taking your head and banging it against a cement wall and thinking you're going to move the wall. It's it doesn't matter what you do, you're still going to have three guys in the lineup hitting a buck 85. No, I I kind of like it. I always said that a year ago when people would order kind of get mad about the order if somebody was batting sixth instead of seventh, I said, you're stacking pancakes. They're all going to taste the same. They're all right. pretty much look the same. Right. You know, it doesn't really matter which order you have one on the bottom or on the top. You know, with the, with the exception of three, four, five for the Mariners, and in usually Seth Smith on most nights, right. they, they, the rest of the guys are all pretty much the same. Yes, they are. And they're giving you the same thing. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah. it's not, you know, where you put them doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it, it's simply whether or not these guys can kind of figure it out and, and yes. improve. Now, I, I don't want to be like Gene Hackman on Hoosiers and say, this is your team. <laughs> but, I mean, this is kind of how it is right uh, now. And for me, if, if they – because they're not, you know, even at two games under five hundred, I believe, they're like six games out. The, the Astros are kind of starting to show their warts a little bit. Yeah, they're no good. Um, if you're going to make some changes, it, it, they need to be guys that can you know can contribute a little okay. bit. You don't necessarily want to take risks, so they can make changes. They can go out and bring oh, in guys as well that you that have a little bit more of a proven track record by a trade. I mean, it might not be a blockbuster thing, but there are guys out there. The Hoosiers. So that's kind of the way I look at it as well. Hoosiers. It just can't just be AAA guys, but maybe some additions from the outside. Hoosiers theme song in the background. Now listen, you really got to keep this brief because I've already gone way over. But I need two really quick answers from you. Okay. Is it Mike Montgomery tonight? And if it is, what has he got for us? And the question number two is, is Walker going to be on Wednesday afternoon, the Walker from the last outing or the Walker from the previous three or four outings? Answer okay. those two. Okay. Today it is Mike 
tonight it is Mike Montgomery. He'll make his major league debut tonight. Uh, kind of low, 90, fastball 93, 94, maybe touches 95. Left-hander? Uh, yeah, left-hander. Pretty good changeup. Not a great breaking ball, but right. mostly fastball changeup. The changeup can be pretty exceptional. He's a one-time pretty big prospect for the Royals. Uh, just can't really hasn't put it all together, but uh, there is actual, you know, there's major league level talent there if he can kind of put it all together. Okay, uh, it kind of sounds like we're talking about Walker as well. Not, you know, Walker obviously has a little bit more talent. Yeah. Electric fastball. If if we can see Taiwan uh, command the fastball the way he did against Cleveland and Lloyd no, McClendon says no, also no, 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 I, I, no, no. I didn't ask that. I asked. No, don't give me ifs. Is Walker on Wednesday afternoon going to be more like Walker the last time out or the previous two or three times out? Oh, I think he'll be closer to what we saw against Cleveland okay. than the other one. He messed that. around with his curveball a little okay. bit, some other stuff as okay. well. Okay. BMW of Bellevue, Ryan Divish, each and every week at this time. Good stuff, Ryan. Sorry that uh, it's like going to the dentist. We'll talk to you next week. No, it's not. Uh, Mitch, okay. I, my parents are coming to town today. I'm, I had to get up early to clean my house, so it's, it, I was in a grouchy mood regardless. All right, so, so cleaning the house is is a little bit above going on the radio program. That's all. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. It's a little more enjoyable. Hey, 832. Thank you, Ryan. Have fun tonight. Uh, there's Ryan Divish brought to you BMW Bellevue. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.